the Holy Spirit, if you allow him to guide your life, if there's someone out there, a man or woman listening that's had mistakes, made mistakes, feel like you've screwed up too much, you haven't. God, through his Holy Spirit, can use your life greatly. Uh, so don't ever think, I mean, God loves redemption stories. I mean, the most powerful men in the Bible. Um, if you're new to Christianity, if you've never been saved, or what the heck are these guys talking about, or if you've been a Christian for 57 years, the Holy Spirit can use you if you're willing. That's the thing I'm going to keep saying. He's a gentleman, and you have to be willing. He's not going to force you to do anything, but if you will allow yourself to be used, your life will be enriched, and it will be way better. All right, let's do this. I am here today with one of my best friends, pretty much family member, Travis Severin. How are you, Travis? Good, Germ. Good to be here. I'm going to call you Germ the whole time. Germ. Germ. Yeah, that's interesting. When I come back, so I'm back in Southern Illinois right now. Uh, that's where I grew up. That's where my mother lives. And um, I, I'm back visiting her. That's what I say. I'm actually back uh, deer hunting. But I tell people I'm going to visit my mother because it sounds sounds like, better. It sounds like I'm really a good son. Yes. And really, I just see her in the evenings <laughs> and a deer hunt all day. But it's really cool. I get to see her. I get to see people like Travis that I grew up with, and and people here call me Germ, <laughs> not Jeremy. Germ. Uh, it's probably the only place. But I would welcome anybody to call me Germ. I think people should call you Jeremiah Curtis. Well, they can do that too. <laughs> So, hey, before I get started, I just want to ask each of you to do me a huge favor, <clears throat> do our, our ministry a huge favor, and that would be to uh, like and subscribe uh, to our podcast. It just helps us uh, get the word out, the word of God, discipleship. These uh, ordinary discussion podcasts, I, I think, uh, have a real potential to point people to Jesus uh, in, a, in a unique way, uh, in an ordinary way, let's say, that may uh, be missing uh, otherwise. So, if you could also rate us, only if it's a five-star, though. Yeah. <clears throat> if it's less, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> if it's anything other than five. Pray about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take some time and pray about it, and then forget. But if it's a five, do it immediately. <laughs> do it immediately. <laughs> so, let's get into this podcast. So, Travis Severin, like I say, I mean, we grew up together. I mean, since we've been, I would say, I'd say five, but probably mm -hmm. younger than five years old. Our families have been best friends. Uh, his father was like a second father to me. <clears throat> I think he even spanked me when I was a child. I think so. I know your dad for sure spanked me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my father, my father definitely spanked Travis. I remember one time we were... Um, we can't say my nickname on here, can we? What your dad called me my whole life? No, we can't. Yeah, we can't. Okay. Uh, but um, I remember one time we were going to a Southern Illinois University, SIU Saluki's uh, basketball game. And we were in the back of my dad's Bronco. The Bronco. <laughs> and uh, he pulled the car over and yanked both of us out and spanked us both. And While you your dad was in the car, your dad just sat and watched. When you say Bronco, I want everyone to visualize that O.J. Simpson-looking Bronco. 100%. 100%. Same Bronco. But it was green. It was green. Or was it the red one? Uh, red. That was the red one, actually, I think. Yeah, and it was rubber, rubberized floor. Yes. And then they would... <laughs> so then we weren't in the seats in the back. They would put, like... They would put blankets down <laughs> in the way back, and we would, like, sit back there. It was terrible. Our childhood was great, oh, yeah. but weird. 
That's one way to put it. <laughs> great, but weird. That's that's a really fitting. Yeah. So Travis, um, <clears throat> a great friend of mine. He is a used car salesman. Thanks, used car salesman. <laughs> Actually oh, sold a new one today. Yeah, you did sell a new one. Yeah, so he's a new car salesman as well. Um, used but, just pays better. <laughs> whatever pays the bills, right? Yes. But um, but seriously, he's he loves the Lord. Um, he is the quintessential ordinary man. Uh, he's just like all of us has had his struggles in life and and had to overcome some things. And so tonight or tonight. It's not tonight. It is 1230. It is. In the afternoon. So today we're going to talk about living in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Like every every everyday ordinary life, walking out, living in the Holy Spirit. Am I saying that right? Yeah, sounds good, man. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so I'm not sure I'm the expert at this. I, I'd like to be obviously a lot better at it. I don't know if Travis would consider himself a professed expert, but it's something that's both uh, passionate on our hearts something we think about a lot and and I think um, it'll be an interesting discussion I, I know when you um, started this three What's years this? when you started ordinary men okay, three yeah. years ago that if it wouldn't have been for the Holy Spirit you wouldn't have Is that a good way to put that oh a hundred percent I mean it's it's a hundred percent outside of my flesh wanting to start a non-for-profit that doesn't pay anything in fact requires funding put yourself out there <clears throat> for the world to criticize uh, that's not something that I was looking to do not a lot of business people I mean I'm going to talk for just a second about you you know you've been we know each other too well you've been very successful the Lord has blessed you in many ways you know I, I knew you when you came out of college and didn't have uh, a dime to your name and you know what, what God's done with you has been amazing but a lot of people when they hit the age of I'm gonna tell on us I know you're 42 that uh, a lot of people are still looking okay what can I do for the next 10 years 20 years you know how can I build this massive amount of, of wealth and power and stuff and I'll leave it to this generation and this next generation and and you really at a midpoint in your life have taken and, and you obviously still have your businesses and still things that adventures you that you do but have really stepped out in faith and and to do something bigger, to do something bigger than, than what you've done. And you've been very successful in what you've done. But to me, that that's what's in, incredible because a lot of people, germ, don't, um, don't have the guts, don't want to do that. Maybe it sounds good, and I'm going to get on, on a tangent for just a second, but a lot of people would rather be, hey, I'm Jeremy McCommons, I'm successful in life, God's blessed me. I'm not going to try to offend anybody, but Jeremy knows by having me on here, I'm not going to pull punches. Let me throw some money towards somebody's ministry. And, and, and Joe Smith can do a good job reaching people. I, thank God for Joe Smith. And hey, let's face it, it takes donors, it takes people to back what you do. But you've put yourself out there, and it's vulnerable. I think there's a lot of great minds uh, in the world today that aren't in ministry, and and we need we need more of those minds there. But here here's the reality: all of that only happens under one condition, and that is that that men and women pursue the Lord with intimacy daily. And so that's where it all was birthed for me: was through this pursuit of intimacy with Jesus, this pursuit of of the Holy Spirit, since we're talking about that today. And from that place of intimacy, 
God bursts passion in our lives, and from that passion, he, he gives us purpose. And so without that first step, I mean, you can want to do all the great things in the world, but the first step is to spend time with the Lord and to grow a relationship, an intimate relationship with Him. <clears throat> and and part of that intimate relationship, which is, we'll segue in, is a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And you know, in, in Ordinary Men, we have a three-part, uh, we have three sessions on the Holy Spirit. And it was an interesting journey uh, trying to figure out how we were going to have sessions on the Holy Spirit because Ordinary Men is not a denominational yeah. uh, driven ministry. I remember you talking to me about this when you're Yeah. And so you know, when by maybe you don't even know what a denomination is if you're listening, but different d- a different denomination of church like Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, like whatever it would be, we're not driven by a denomination. We're just driven by the love of Christ and pointing men to Jesus. And so when you start figuring out how you're going to present a study on the Holy Spirit and realize that you're going to have a Catholic, a Baptist, a Methodist, a Presbyterian, maybe a non-denominational person. Old school pew jumper like we grew up. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, All in the same group. Then you have to to figure out how you're going to present that so that you don't alienate or or, um, distance someone in the process. So that was quite a process for me. We started out, if you remember Travis, uh, because Travis was in the first ordinary men's group in Southern Illinois. It was 2018. It was the second group ever. April, April of 18 is when we started. Was it really? Mm -hmm. I looked it up. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Travis was part of that group. And if you remember Travis, that we did a three-part series Mm -hmm. on, um, it was Robert Morris's teaching on uh, The God I Never Knew. It's a book he wrote and you can find it online. I would encourage you to listen to it. It's really great. Uh, you can find it on his resource page. I think robertmorris.com or something like that, or Gateway Church. Uh, um, but either way, but what I found was there were some mysteries around the Holy Spirit that he took matter-of-fact opinions on. And so that may immediately, some of you are probably like, whoa, antenna up, what's this guy talking about? There are matter. There certainly are matter-of-fact things about the Holy Spirit, but there are plenty of mysteries around the Holy Spirit as well that men and the pride of man uh, want to say they matter-of-factly know. And so that's a lot of how denominations have been started, is this pride of man thing. It's like, well, well, let's take it away from the Holy Spirit. Let's just say, oh, I believe in predestination. Well, okay, I believe there's predestination, but it's around free will. Okay, well, Travis, you believe in predestination. I believe in this free will thing. We can't go to the same church. Sure. So you start your denomination, I'll start mine. So it's like... I'm so prideful that I think my way has to be right and yours can't be. When it's a mystery, the, the Word of God expressly says there's mysteries around the Word of God, around the Gospel. And so the Holy Spirit has plenty of those. Like, you can probably think of some. Oh, you know, yeah. It's like, when, when are you actually, you know, some people say it's you're, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. When you become saved. When you become saved. Others say it's an event after. And sure. there's two scriptures they use yes. uh, to support those, Okay. It's very difficult to know where to stand on that. Some people are like, well, the gift of tongues, speaking in tongues, is mm-hmm. for everyone. Some say it's only for a few. Sure. Okay. There's all. Some say the Some evidence. say it was used back and it's not used nowadays. That's right. I've heard people say that, you know, cause, because I do. So, you know, some people that I've had that discussion with say, well, that was not for nowadays. That was, you know... So, you know, it, it's an interesting subject with the Holy Spirit. I, I would just say this with the Holy Spirit, you know, as far as um, I personally feel like um, 
you talk about intimacy and we talk about intimacy with, with ordinary men, I think that's where that comes into play. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and aren't pursuing him in an intimate way, I don't know if you'll be guided the correct way with the Holy Spirit. I, I think uh, there can be a lot of outside influence. Um, you, you and I talked right before we went on. Robert Morris and Billy Graham had differing opinions on certain things. Two powerful men of, you know, thousands and thousands of people have been led to Jesus Christ because of their ministries. But you can't just read one of their books and and maybe have the exact experience. You have to have an intimate relationship with Jesus, and He will lead and guide you through His Holy Spirit. If not, um, I just feel like our own our own flesh gets in the way. I know mine does. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's <clears throat> part of where I was heading was, you know, the whole Billy Graham, Robert Morris thing. So we, we started the Robert Morris mm-hmm. um, studies, and then I realized, well, there's some things in there that, that <clears throat> may be controversial to one denomination versus another. So then I looked at I'm like, well, Billy Graham, he's got a book called The Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Let me read it. And then I start reading it, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of viewpoint differences between Billy Graham and and Robert Morris. And so it's like, well, do I use Billy Graham or do I use Robert Morris? So I prayed. I mean, this was a really hard thing for me to create a study on the Holy Spirit. And and Billy Graham is great because in his book he says, hey, here's the other viewpoint. Here's here's the viewpoint. This is the viewpoint I lean on. It doesn't mean the other viewpoint's wrong per se, but this is where I go. It was still kind of pointing people in a direction. But then I found this resource um, called The Forgotten God. And it's written by Francis Chan. And if anybody listening um, hasn't experienced any of Francis Chan's works, he's an amazing uh, man led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, he recently stepped down from a, a mega church model to to start a, a home church movement because he felt like discipleship wasn't happening in his mega church. And I mean, that's very hard to do. It's everything you've built, and you say, "Well, I just don't feel like what I built is really doing what God's called me to do." <clears throat> so it's quite powerful. But he wrote a book. And, and there's a book that he wrote on that, which is called Letters to the Church. I would encourage anybody listening to to read that. It's a very uh, interesting read, and it really um, ignited me in some ways around uh, even ordinary men. But he wrote this other book called The Forgotten. It's called Forgotten, not the, but Forgotten God, and it's about the Holy Spirit, and it's about you know we we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the Trinity, all are equal, but somewhere along the line it's like the holy spirit's become the weird uncle (laughs) it's like we'll acknowledge him but we don't want to bring him in Mm -hmm. right sure and and so uh what's great about this book and it's what we're going to talk about some today uh and it's what our studies are geared around in ordinary men is it points people to pursue the holy spirit with all their being Mm -hmm. It, it points them to pursue them with all their heart soul and mind and to let him in and just to trust that that he will guide them in the proper way as long as they spend time in the word of God daily pursuing the Holy Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit, if you pursue the Holy Spirit, he's not going to send you down a rabbit trail that's the wrong trail. He's the Holy Spirit. It, they reference that one verse, um, I'm going to try to find it now, it's in Matthew where it says if, you, if, if, if your son asks for bread, are you going to give him a stone? Right. It's like you're not going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you and then he's going to somehow you know, trick you. I've been sitting here listening to you and, you know, you told me this morning to pray and really think on things about what we're going to talk about. 
have the Lord guide you. So I had all these things playing in my head, and of course, oh, good. how God works, they all go completely out of my head. I'm sure head it's going to be great. It fills me with <laughs> fills me with new stuff. But the thing that kind of clicked with me as you're looking up this verse is, people are scared of the unknown. Men, men fear the unknown, and and the Holy Spirit is um, is unknown. People, you think God, Jesus, you know, you can kind of picture that in your head. Holy Spirit, I think it just. I think men, if they're honest, just are scared of what, what is that? What does that mean? You know, what, so instead of pursuing it, they kind of just leave it out. And then, um, hopefully through discipleship and, you know, Jeremy, you know, with ordinary men and discipling men and women and ordinary women, we, we as human beings, doesn't matter man, woman, we need this. We, we need the inflow of the Holy hey, Spirit. Let me see your phone. I want to look up that verse. Go ahead. Because we're recording. You need the Bible phone. app? Yeah, the Bible app. I hear it. So, you know, it, it's it, the, the power of the Holy Spirit is it's a gentleman, and it's not going to push itself in on you, but if we allow it, it can greatly impact our lives. But I think it's a let go, it's a kind of a, a pride thing sometimes. I know for me, I don't always want to let go. I don't, I don't always want to just let something else take over. And, and the Holy Spirit um, isn't just going to do that. You have to ask for it. You have to have that time in intimacy and allow it to, uh, does that make sense where I'm going with this? Yeah, I, I think w- what you're hitting on is is things I want to talk about today. Which okay, are, sorry. No, it's perfect. Jump of the gun. No, no, it, it's it's exactly where I want to go. And that is, what are the things that are keeping people from pursuing the Holy Spirit? And I think one of, the, one of them, which you just touched on, is we forget the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Sure. Like he's not, we, we have the Spirit, he's going to like take our bodies yeah. and our minds and make us out to some crazy kooky person. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I don't want to become a snake handler. If mm-hmm. I if I embrace the Holy Spirit, I'm going to start like drinking venom and, and handling sure. snakes. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, when you <laughs> it's crazy, but that but people keep it, it's crazy and it's funny to think about, but it's truth in the fact that I know there are people listening to this podcast right now that are not pursuing the Holy Spirit because they're fearful of what He may make them make may cause them to become. Sure. Right. But that's not how He works. No. That's no. not how he works. No. He empowers our lives. He does empower our lives. And things that I can tell you right now, men in the Bible that have done great things and men that have been doing great things since the Bible have been written, the Holy Spirit has empowered them. So if you think it's crazy and kooky, I'm telling you right now, it's where it's at. If you're ever going to step out and do something for Jesus Christ, um, it's going to come with the the power of oh, the 100%. Spirit. Think about ordinary men, the, the war cry that the name is. It's not an excuse. It's not a, mm-hmm. hey, I'm just ordinary. No, it's I'm ordinary, and that's why God can use me, right? It's a yes. profession that God uses ordinary people, but he uses them by empowering them with the Holy Spirit. Every single time that God has used ordinary people through the Bible, there's always a time that it talks about that they were they were anointed by the Spirit. When, when Saul was anointed king, it mm-hmm. says the Spirit came on him. When, when David... Uh, think about think about our keystone verse for ordinary men. It's it's Acts four thirteen. When they saw the courage of Peter mm-hmm. and John and realized they were unschooled ordinary men, they were astonished and realized they had been with Jesus. Okay, now let's back that up. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, 
Okay, Peter's the same one that was in the Bible <laughs> earlier that denied Christ three times, and one time it was from a little girl, yeah. right? Does yeah. that sound courageous? No. No. But what happened from Peter's life from that point until that Acts 4.13? The power, the Holy Spirit came upon him. called him Petros. He's going to build his church upon the rock. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Look at the difference between <laughs> Peter's life before the Holy Spirit and after the Holy Spirit. Sure. It's, 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 a, game, it's a complete game changer. It yeah. really is. It, it completely... Um, it not this isn't to scare people, but I told you I don't pull punches with stuff. I mean, the Holy Spirit is where it's at, and it doesn't mean I don't want anybody to listen to this that says, "Oh, uh, you know," because you and I did come from a more of a charismatic Pentecostal background than a lot of people. Maybe people that more you than me. Don't put me in. That okay, case. sorry. Don't lie. <laughs> but um, yeah, you mean you name all the churches that you've gone to? No. Okay. So so anyways. Um, where I'm going with this is fires of revival. Fires of revival. That yeah. was Travis's grandfather's yes. church. Fires of revival. Fires. But and it was great. One time, his <laughs> grandfather. I mean, you talk about a, a typical like Pentecostal church. I remember one time. Uh, <laughs> why can't I think of his name? Your grandfather's name. George. George. Grandfather George. Pastor George was preaching, and then like he was like, like he literally came down into the audience or mm-hmm. crowd which was probably like 40 people mm-hmm. no there's probably four <laughs> it was never a big church but i remember he came down i was visiting with you and he came down and was like jeremy do you have something to say and he handed me the mic do you remember he used to do oh yeah that? oh yeah he literally handed that's me where the me mic. that's where we'd go i'd go hide and have to go to the bathroom it was a big mic <laughs> oh yeah with like a huge yes. puffy thing on yes the top. yes and they were always different colors always different colors oh i never i remember that i just remember looking at him like what are you doing <laughs> okay you were saying, I don't even know now. I don't okay, well, I'll take I'll take his back uh, a little bit. So that verse I was talking about is Matthew seven nine, and this is uh, this was in context to, uh, I think, oftentimes we allow confusion around the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to cop to to keep us. So one one reason we don't pursue the Holy Spirit is we think it's going to make us weird. Yes, and we're worried about that. It's Can not I just say this? Well, if you're worried about that, you're never going to do anything for God. Oh, sorry, never, never. The, the second, another reason that we don't pursue him is we often uh, confusion around him, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Sure. Right? But Matthew 7, this is Jesus' words. It's read in your Bible, so it means it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he, in verse 9, Matthew 7, verse 9, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who, who ask Him? So if you are pursuing the Holy Spirit and you are asking God to reveal Him or asking the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to reveal Himself to you in a real way, asking Him that as you read the Word of God that He will reveal Himself to you, He's going to do that. Sure. He's not going to trick you. No. And, but but it's but it's, I know it sounds so simple. But people get caught up in that. It's because inside, I was reading a bunch about this this morning before you came and picked me up. Um, people have fear. It's a genuine thing that people have, men and women. And I think men really fear, I keep saying this, I think men really fear the unknown. And it scares people to, it's great, it's Satan's biggest tool. Satan's biggest tool he can use against you is fear, Jeremy. It's, I mean, that's, that, that's his, his um, you know, fear of health. Fear of wealth, fear of your job, fear of your spouse, fear of your kids. I mean, you know where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. So it's no different than with the Holy Spirit. People have that 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 fear factor, and instead of pursuing, they all think that, 
oh, if I pursue the Holy Spirit, he's going to, you've said it before, it's going to make me do something I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and feed you a line, but if you're willing to have that relationship with Jesus and, and, and with the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to tell you what he's going to end up doing with your life. That's between you and him. So I don't want to say to people, you know, because God, if you if you believe in the Bible and you read through the Bible, you know, some of the greatest men, I mean, Moses had a stuttering problem, you know, and, mm-hmm. and didn't want to speak. And, and you can obviously figure out what happened with, with his life. So God can use you and do mighty things, or the Holy Spirit might just... The way he works with you might be a behind-the-scenes type person. So don't everyone out there think, oh, man, if I if I get in tune with this Holy Spirit thing they're talking about, I'm going to be an evangelist. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, 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 not everyone's going to be Robert Morris or Billy Graham or Francis Chan. I mean, you might be whoever you are out there, listener, man or woman. I mean, I, I think that's one thing I want to come across to people is listening and letting the Holy Spirit change your life doesn't mean you're going to become a missionary to Paraguay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if he did call you to Paraguay, then, then, then it's it's going to be something you want to do. Yeah, because that's what he built you for. Yeah, if somebody told me 10 years ago that I was going to be leading a ministry called Ordinary Men and, and a podcast called Ordinary Discussions, I'd be like, oh, that sounds miserable. <laughs> I really want to just keep doing what I'm doing in business. I, I enjoy this. Sure. But guess what? Now business doesn't excite me yeah. like it used to. And what excites me? Doing this. I was so excited to, to do this podcast with you today. I've been thinking about it for days. Like, it's God changes the desires of our hearts. He does. Yeah. And so, like, if he... That, that's It's interesting, that fear thing around the Holy Spirit. It's like he's going to ask me to do something. Yeah, it may be something that's challenging. Don't get me wrong. Was it challenging to talk to my business partner and, and say that, hey, I'm going to have to spend less time at work. And did it cause me to have to possibly make decisions that cost me money? What well, looks like it cost me money. Who knows what the Lord will do to bless me, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's all it's all speculation. But on the surface, did it, did it do things that makes it look like I'm going to make less money? Absolutely. So was there sacrifice? Yes. But was I following... Was, did the sacrifice feel like that I was making the sacrifice to do something I did not want to do or I was making a sacrifice to do something that I did? And the answer is I was making a sacrifice to do something that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that I'm saying it, making that point well, but yes, it takes sacrifice to follow the Holy Spirit. But the sacrifice is to do something that he's put a desire on your heart to do. It's not like move to Uruguay and I, I have no desire to go there. No, here's the thing. We were all built a certain way. God built, I mean, I believe that way. I believe the divine, you know, God created every one of us. And I believe that we are given tools in our personality, what we like, what we dislike, um, all these different things in our physical makeup and our genetic makeup. I truly believe this. People can think I'm crazy. That's fine. You can say whatever you want. But if we would allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, you might be this amazing accountant right now and you're the best CPA in Fort Smith, Arkansas. You know, you're mm-hmm. the best one out there. But if you would allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, you might be amazed at what else you're really good at. And it might just be being an accountant and a Christian. Yeah. But he also might have this unbelievable prayer life he's given you and you intercede for people all over the world and you didn't even know you even had that in you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, I don't want people to say, well, hey, I got this 
awesome construction business and I'm, I don't want to stop my construction business. I am not telling you if you use the Holy Spirit to his fullness that you're going to stop having a construction business. But if you'll use him in what you do, he will, I'm telling you right now, people, you'll chase it your whole life. I'm 42 years old. You'll chase it. You'll chase it through education. You'll chase it through money. You'll chase it through power. You'll chase it through everywhere you've been. You'll chase it. And you could have his, um, how do I want to say this, in your life, the Holy Spirit in your life, and guide you. And then you wouldn't have to be like sitting there at 79 years old going, man, I've been chasing it, chasing it, chasing it, and I've never been fulfilled. You could be fulfilled in whatever you're doing. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, you know, another reason I think uh, people don't pursue the Holy Spirit is a control issue. I'm glad I didn't know what we were going to talk about. I'm glad that's where you went next. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I was thinking next. Yeah, I mean, people don't want to be led. They want to lead, especially when it comes to God. And that's a silly notion. It's like, wait, I, I, I can't truly trust and pursue the Holy Spirit because that means I'm giving up my will and I'm being and I'm willing to be led by Him, and that's a and, and that means I have to give up control. So some people including <laughs> probably myself me have control issues sure. and need to control the situation and if you're listening to today most of you probably can relate to this and it's scary to say wait a minute I'm going to pursue something with all my heart soul and mind that has the potential to wreck every plan that I have for myself and guess what that means it means you believe somehow that the life that you can plan for yourself is better. is better or greater than the life that God has planned for you, which is the silliest notion, but it's true. I felt that for years. It it's, was like, I don't want to mess up my plans. I have this great plan for myself, but guess what? When I finally gave up my plan, which my plan was not, again, my plan was not to be running a ministry at the age of 42. I mean, I was pursuing money. I was pursuing uh, business. I mean, I, I just thought, man, by the time I'm 42, I'll be building skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Sure. Guess what? I don't give a rat's about skyscrapers right sure. now. And so the plan is, this is a much better plan than me sitting across a table having a discussion about how I can make more money. Instead, I'm sitting here at, <laughs> Travis and I are actually in my rental car, on my phone recording this, looking out at Rind, R-E-N-D, Rind Lake. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Out here. But we're, we're looking out across the lake. I mean, gosh, I mean, what more would I want to be doing right now? This is, this is unbelievable. And so when we, when we finally give up that notion that we have to have control, that's when I think life becomes really fun. It, it does because the, the Holy Spirit wants to control. And, you know, we, I'm glad you went to this because fear was the first thing I thought of. Second thing I thought of was control. The third thing I thought of was time. I don't know if you'll get to that. I have no clue what your other things are. But human beings have three main things I feel that hold them back in everything. They don't like to relinquish control, which is a pride, selfish thing. We don't like to give up time because it's a selfish pride thing. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we're scared, which is a selfish pride thing. You know, I mean, it really, we're, we're, we, we, we're scared of the unknown. Uh, we want to be able to control everything that we're doing. And then also we don't want to give up any of our time because it's God's most precious asset he's given us is time. Because mm-hmm. there's no way to put time back. There's no time going back on the clock. Every day you're choosing to do what you were called to do in life or not to. So at 42 years old, you know, Jerem, I didn't think I'd be selling cars in my hometown. You know, I, I figured uh, 
Um, you thought you were going to be, uh, uh, who was the uh, announcer? Dick Vitale. No, the Cubs. Harry, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, what was it? Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Do it. <laughs> oh, I can't. You're putting me on the spot. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> If I was a hot dog, Pedro Guerrero. Travis is a great yes. impersonator. Used to a lot of impersonations. Oh, Harry Carey, if you remember him, he was a big fan of Will Ferrell. He was a broadcaster for the um, Chicago, the Cubs. Chicago Cubs. Cubs. Back yeah. when they sucked. Can you say yeah. sucked on Ordinary Men podcast? You can say. I just did. They sucked back then, and they it was did. funny because growing up in Illinois, I grew up in the bottom half of the state. So in Southern Illinois. Actually, guys like me are St. Louis Cardinal fans because St. Louis is about an hour and a half from where I grew up. Chicago was about five hours north. But WGN was a network, showed all the Cubs games nationwide. So as a kid, Cub games would be on TV. They weren't any good. I know they won a World Series in 16, but in the 80s and 90s, the Cubs were terrible. Hey, here's an interesting thing that would make you jealous. Mm -hmm. I don't care that much about baseball. You Mm -hmm. know, you do. Mm -hmm. I do. Uh, do. One of my uh, business partners, we took to the first game of the World Series with the Cubs in the uh, in Cleveland. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, sorry. But right. we went to Cleveland mm-hmm. and we had upper deck seats. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were still like 1500 bucks. Oh, yeah. Like they were ridiculous because it was the first time the Cubs it was way more Cubs fans there than, yeah. than Cleveland Indian fans mm-hmm. and it was in Cleveland. Anyhow, um, we went early for batting practice. Saw Pete Rose, by the way. Oh, wow. Uh, up close. That was pretty cool. Anyhow, um, he had a hundred on the game. <laughs> Guarantee he did. Guarantee he did. That was not even a funny. That's joke. that is funny. It actually is uh, to me. <laughs> um, but so we went to look at bat, to watch batting practice first mm-hmm. baseline. We are standing in these seats. There was four of us. Mm-hmm. The game is getting closer and closer. The stadium is filling up. Nobody comes. No. We stand there. Nobody comes. We moved like over like maybe two or three seats. We were there until like the fifth inning. Oh wow, that close! On on those the seats rail. Are, those seats are ten grand oh, a pop. Who knows? Easier how much more. They are. I mean, we're sitting there, and then at like the fourth or fifth inning, somebody comes and bumps us, and then we had to split up. But we still stayed. Like I oh, got behind great. home base. Yeah. At that point, it's like home play too, or home base. Home yeah. base. <laughs> so like my grandma talking about baseball. Home base. Travis, um, do you want a pair of Nickies? <laughs> she's called Nickies. Nickies. Yeah, Nickies. Nikes. They're Nikes. I was a little kid. My great-grandma, Damati, she's in heaven. Praise the Lord. But Oh, my gosh. She, Travis, do you want a pair of Nickies? That's hilarious. Okay, so we're going off on a tangent, but listen to this. First foul ball of the World Series. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me you caught it. I caught it. I didn't oh, catch it. Oh, come on. It actually, somebody dropped it, and then it fell right in What'd you do it. with the ball? You probably it's lost it. It's sitting on my it. desk. I lost it. I'll give it to you if you want it. That'd be great. No, okay, I'll sign, you know, I'll sign it over Sign it, thanks. Okay, so anyhow, Travis had a great career ahead of him <laughs> in yeah. broadcasting. Ended up, now he's selling cars. You were saying that's not necessarily your, your that wasn't your path that you chose for you. No, I mean, it wasn't the path. You know, I, things happen in my life, but, but I'll, I'll tell you this much. I didn't know if we would talk about it today, but I was just going to kind of throw this out there. Um, the Holy Spirit if you allow him to guide your life, if there's someone out there, a man or woman listening that's had mistakes, made mistakes, feel like you've screwed up too much, you haven't. God can use your life. And, and maybe you're not the path that you thought you, you, know, you had chosen for yourself when you were 17, 18, 22, whatever. I don't care what age you are. God, through his Holy Spirit, can use your life greatly. Uh, so don't ever think, I mean, God loves redemption stories. I mean, the most powerful men in the Bible, um, and, I, and I've spoke on it many times at different things. I was really 
involved with a thing called Celebrate Recovery for two or three years with a, a good friend of ours, Terry Recksteiner. Oh, he was on the podcast. He's been on the podcast He before. was the second and third podcast. It's Hogging and Discipleship. Yes. T- Terry. So if you don't know what that is, Hog, if that, if that piques your interest, go listen to the podcast. And you'll love Terry. Terry Terry's a great man and has a heart for people. But, you know, Terry's got an amazing testimony. And, and we grew close with uh, different parallels in our life. But, you know, the thing about the Holy Spirit is I, I just really want to get that out there to people listening is um, if you're new to Christianity, if you've never been saved or what the heck are these guys talking about, or if you've been a Christian for 57 years, um, the Holy Spirit can use you if you're willing. That's the thing I'm going to keep saying. He's a gentleman and you have to be willing. He's not going to force you to do anything, but if you will allow yourself to be used, your life will be enriched and it will be way better. Agreed. Yeah. And so, yeah, back to where I was, um, well, I don't know if it's where it's headed, but it's okay. the direction I want to go is, is reasons maybe people are pursuing the Holy Spirit, but they're not encountering him. Because I think that's a frustration for some. It's like, well, I'm pursuing him. And some may say, well, how do I pursue the Holy Spirit? It's really simple. It's through prayer. It's through reading the word of God. It's through asking him to reveal himself to you. It's, it's by studying the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, maybe reading books on it. But some people do all that, and they still feel like they don't encounter the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's some reasons, and Francis Chan talks about it in this okay. book, The Forgotten God. And one of the reasons is, what is your motivation? Mm. Right? And so he talks about a lot of people are motivated. Um, let me find Does he here. think people want it so they can do better things? Oh, yeah. yeah. People are motivated to for, for personal benefit. Sure. When what he says is really the 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 purpose for the Holy Spirit is for the good and edification of the church, mm-hmm. right? So if your heart is, I want to receive more of you, uh, Holy Spirit, please encounter my life so that I can grow your kingdom, so that my life can be used in a way that will will influence people for you versus... Hey, I want I want you to be in my life so that I'll have power and I'll look good in front of people yeah. and I can speak eloquently. I'll have the right words to say. I'll I'll sound smart. I'll look like that 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 really great Christian person. Like that is I, I don't believe you're gonna re, you're gonna receive him. You used to you talked about it's a selfish reason. You used my grandpa's name earlier. George Severn used to always preach about this that you go asking God for do something in your life. He might say, Hey. Fires of Revival Church needs a janitor. Yeah. Fires of Revival needs a, a woman to fold the clothes that have been given because there's needy people out there. Are you, are you Susie, uh, willing to come fold clothes or wash clothes six hours a week? Yeah. Or do you want to have a women's ministry? I don't take this wrong, but have a women's ministry where you can be on TV and you can lead a bunch of ladies to the Lord and talk about yeah. coffee and Jesus. Yeah. I mean, honestly, no. that might be what you're. That might be what you're used to. Well, Travis, to do. that's exactly what God called me to in ordinary men. If if you remember the story, is I, I I was setting to I was setting out to do nothing but just abide in the Lord for a season, and He put on my heart, I want you to do something for me, and I was looking for the big thing He wanted mm-hmm. me to do. Mm-hmm. Well, God, when I when you reveal that big thing, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Like how prideful is that? Sure. When you revive, you know, because it's I'm. I'm I, I want something big. If I want to yeah. do it for you, I want it to be big. Go big or go home. And I remember Joyce Myers was on the background. wasn't even listening to her. She was on TV. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, it was like a megaphone in my ear. And she says, everybody thinks I started this ministry with 10,000 people in auditoriums. But guess what? I started it because God told me to do a Bible study at my church. And immediately, I started an email 
to 10 guys in Fredericksburg, Virginia and said, I want to do an online Bible study because I was sitting in Colorado. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody in Colorado. I was on vacation. (laughs) So I start this Bible study that has now turned into what I hope is a big thing, Mm -hmm. but not for me. I don't pursue the Holy Spirit in my life so that somehow people will know Jeremy McCommons and ordinary men. In fact, the sooner my name is not associated with ordinary men, Mm -hmm. probably the better off it is. If you're doing it for the right reasons, those things will happen if yes. they're supposed to. Yes. If you're going out and doing it for you, that that's what gets ministries in trouble sometimes. When when people fall in love with the power and they fall in love with people looking at Jeremy, 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 Jeremy. You know, and 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 people we're humans. We have that flesh side that we like that. We like that pat on the back. The more we can turn our attention towards Jesus Christ, that's where things lives will be changed. That's where ministries can grow. The less of more of you, less of me. More of you, less of me. Um, John John three thirty. That's where it's at. And I think the reason why the men in the Bible that I talk about so much are you know Peter, Paul, um, Moses, David. These men that that had that had problems in their lives, and God used them for mightiest of things. We're still talking about them thousands of years later is because they finally grasped the bigger picture and they laid all their junk down, all the problems they had and said, it's all about you. It's, it's not me. Francis Chan is a, has a lot of insight and he's, he's kind of got a hold of the big picture here because he had everything. He had a mega church and he realized he was empty at the end. And now he's started a, a different movement that God has birthed in his soul through the Holy Spirit. And, and I, I think that's where it's at is, is, is the comfort thing is um, we as human beings, I go back to this all the time. You've talked about a ton of ordinary men, the battle between your flesh and, and, and not. And, and we like comfort. We do, especially as Americans. I mean, we like comfort, you know, I mean, we, mm-hmm. we don't want to struggle. Oh, struggle in our, in our society, struggle is sin. Yeah. Oh man, if you're Travis, you're not selling 20 cars a month. Are you sinning? What's wrong? Are you not giving enough money to the church? Yeah. The, the, you know what I'm saying? And, and really, and really Jeremy, those that have struggled a lot <laughs> have been blessed and, and God has used that because in the struggle can come his glory, but that's not, you can't sell that in a mega church. And I really think the volume of our lives is so high at times that we can't hear the still small voice mm. of, of, of the Lord speaking to us. We don't allow ourselves. Yeah, and and so I think it takes a a very disciplined approach. Like everybody, we want to encounter the Holy Spirit. We want to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Well, relationships take time and energy. They take effort. They take attention. Mm. And if our attention is everywhere but the Holy Spirit, then I'm not sure why we wonder why we're not encountering him. Well, let's let's put a wrap on this. There's a few things you grasp from this podcast today. It's that don't let confusion around the Holy Spirit keep you from pursuing him. Uh, don't don't uh, let the fear of what he may make you look like if you pursue him keep you from pursuing him. He's a gentleman. That's not going to happen. And th- and then the question is. If you've been a believer for a while and you're not experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit, I think we have to ask ourselves some tough questions about why. Uh-huh. And, and, and what is the motivation for our, our want for the Holy Spirit? Is just to make our life easier? Because that's probably, I would say it is, the wrong pursuit. Mm-hmm. It's, it, 
the pursuit of the Holy Spirit is so that He can empower us in a way that our mm-hmm. lives will so influence the world that the kingdom will be glorified through it. Mm-hmm. And I would just I would just challenge people to say, you know, if you're not experiencing the Holy Spirit and you're pursuing Him, ask yourself if you're doing anything that requires Him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ask yourself, are you doing anything in your life that really requires Him to show up? Or are you just playing it safe? You know, like in Ordinary Men, if is it about like... I'm not going to lead a group because I don't have time. We may not even be stepping out in as little, as simple as a task as just discipling others because we don't want to put ourselves out there. I think we have to get past this um, patty cake Christianity, as I say, this consumerism uh, Christianity, and realize that we are called to do the work of the ministry. And and to do that, it's going to it's going to take stepping out in areas of our lives that require the Holy Spirit to show up in a way that maybe hasn't shown up in the past. Man, if you are not experiencing the Holy Spirit, why is your life being lived in a way that if He doesn't show up, you fail? Because I'll guarantee you, if you start doing that, He will show up. Amen. He will show up. Well, Trav, I appreciate you so much being on the podcast. You're a passionate person, and uh, I just love your, your passion for the Lord. And, and the encouragement that you give us to, to pursue the Holy Spirit in a way. So I just want to encourage anyone listening that uh, the Lord wants to use your life, and He will use your life if you allow Him. And uh, just just pursue the Holy Spirit uh, with everything you have. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. See you, Trap. See you, buddy.